Study in France with Campus France UK. Your mobility journey starts today. Hi everyone and welcome to this new episode of the podcast Studying in France by Campus France UK. My name is Sarah Majour and today I am pleased to be joined by Asia, George and Sophie. In this episode, we'll be talking about the first steps in France. Indeed, when students first arrive, some of them can be a little confused and don't always know where to start. Here, we'll give you all the tips you need to make sure you have the best information on all the practical aspects. But first, let's get to know a bit better our guests. Sophie, George and Asia, could you please introduce yourselves? Hi, thank you, Sarah. So I'm Sophie. I've just graduated from Durham University. I was studying English literature, um, but with a year abroad. So last year I was studying in Paris. I was at the Sorbonne. I was studying des études anglophones. It was a really great experience. Um, but now so I'm going to start a graduate role in London. Uh, but I am thinking about doing a second mobility um, in the future. I'm George. Uh, I just graduated from the University of Chichester, which I did as a degree apprentice. So I worked four days a week and then I went to uni the other day. Uh, I just received the Ayrton Cordial Scholarship to help fund my master's degree, which I'll be doing in Toulouse. Uh, yeah, I arrived in Toulouse a couple of weeks ago and I start my course in September in uh, information systems and business. Very exciting. My name is Asia. Uh, I'm in charge of the University of Toulouse uh, IQ Welcome Desk. Um, this place gathers all the student services like housing benefits and uh, residence permits office. Uh, we have student advisors that are here to help all the students uh, and PhDs that might be French or international. And uh, we also have the toolbox, which is a welcome pack service for all international students in Toulouse. Thank you very much to all of you for this presentation. George, having just arrived, could you share with us your first impression? Yeah, sure. So, so far, everyone's been very helpful and very nice. Uh, there was definitely a bit of uh, sort of a, wow, I have arrived, you know, after planning on arriving for so long, I'm now here, which is nice. Uh, I don't speak French particularly well. Um, but a little bit I do speak has been really helpful with um, sort of just starting conversations with people. And if I lose the flow and have to go back to English, then at least I started out well. Um, and I'm learning lots just by, you know, getting around every day. So that's been very helpful. Uh, there, there are also like a couple little culture shocks with things like um, a lot of businesses, especially in the summer, close kind of around midday. So I went to the bank and they were closed from one to three in the afternoon. And then I thought I'd go to another shop. I think it was like a, I think it was like a furniture shop just to get some bits. And the owner was on holiday from like the end of July until the end of August, because that's when a lot of French people take their holidays. But yeah, just one of those things that you kind of adapt to when you're in a new place. It's all, it's all going well. Is that what I'd say it is? But yeah. We're glad to hear that everything is going well. Thank you very much, George, for sharing. We will actually have an entire episode called culture shocks. So very exciting. Sophie, you just mentioned that you're planning to do another mobility in France. Could you please tell us why did you choose to return to France? Of course. So when I was in Paris, I really fell in love with the city and the culture. Um, and so, I mean, 
sorry, George, but it does help that I speak French. That really helped me, you know, making friends and uh, getting by, navigating the city in my course, especially. Um, what well, as a location, Paris itself, it's very everything's very close to each other, so easy to get from, you know, A to B. Um, and there are some great, great universities in Paris, really for any sort of course that you could be looking for. Um, there are some ac excellent academics um, and brilliant facilities. And yeah, so just a mixture really of the city life, but also, you know, like student life. So in the actual universities and the student communities. Um, yes, yeah, so I made some really great friends and, and would love to go back. We will also have an episode uh, in about how is uh, life, student life in French universities. So thank you very much for sharing with us. Asia, you play a key role in welcoming students as you work in the welcome desk in Toulouse. Could you please tell us what that means? Sure. So welcoming students is um, a very important part to a student well-being when he first starts um, the university or the school. Uh, it's very important that we try to adapt and take account of uh, every profile and every social background um, in order to, to give them a personalized support. Uh, in the welcome desk, we try to adapt every time, trying to speak English or Spanish if the, the student doesn't speak French. But yeah, it's very important to make sure that every student gets a, a very warm welcome. So yeah, we try to offer the same support when they, when all the students arrive in France, uh, either they can be French or international. And the welcome desk, uh, the ICA welcome desk in Tours is um, a very particular place because we are the only welcome desk in France that is open all year round, uh, even in the summer. And uh, but don't worry about it if you don't have the welcome desk that is like open all the during all the year. Um, you can still have a contact through your university or your department of studies, and they can help you. That's really interesting. Thank you very much, Asya. So I will continue with you a bit, Asya. Where do you think students should start when they just arrive in France? I think the most important, as soon as you have the notification that you got um, an admission in France, is to get in touch with your supervisor in the university, just to get to know how the application works, the student fees, um, the program, if the university uh, has planning events to, to welcome you. Uh, and it's very important to do so before mid of July, because most of university are closed during the summer. So just to have like the, the few keys information uh, regarding the university, then you will have to settle your CVEC. It's the Contribution Vie Étudiante de Campus uh, in order to make your admission complete. It's like an attestation that every student has to pay. Uh, it applies to French and foreign students enrolling in a degree program in the higher institution. Uh, the CVEC just finance health, social and culture on campus for all students. So if you need to see a doctor or you want to see a play on the campus, most of the time it has been financed by the CVC you just paid. And the most important as well when you arrive, once you get to France, is to try to spot the few places where you may go frequently. Try to walk around your neighborhood, try to spot like the, the key places and of course set up a bank account, a phone contract and furnish your accommodation. 
That's very useful. Talking about accommodation, Sophie, George, how did you find yours? So for my accommodation, I actually contacted my home university, so Durham, um, to see whether I could uh, talk to some former students who had already done a mobility in Paris. And I was asking them about what they chose for accommodation, because I know um, the cruise is a very popular option. Um, and I spoke to some students and they really recommended uh, applying to a foyer, um, which is what I did. So I did a bit of research. It was very much through word of mouth and recommendation from former students. So I could highly recommend. And my foyer was so it was for female international students. So really nice sort of welcoming community. Um, and the application was quite straightforward. I just had to do a, a lettre de motivation um, and then I was notified uh, it was a very quick turnaround whether I had a place at the foyer so it was selective um, whereas I think the cruise is very more much more likely that you'll uh, get a place at the cruise um, but from my experience um, I can highly recommend uh, staying in a foyer. This might be a, a silly question but what is the foyer like what's the difference between a foyer and normal kind of student accommodation? Of course. So at my foyer, you have sort of, um, it's kind of like a college. So you have facilities um, within. So we had a gym, we had a library, shared workspaces, a, a terrace as well. So really nice view. Um, you've got also members of staff. So like a directrice um, sort of looking out for all of the students staying there. You always have someone on reception. So almost like big sister figures. So it was very much like a college. I think that's the closest thing I can compare it to. So you just you've got that sort of safety net and you feel a lot more uh, secure being in such a large city. But that said, I my friends stayed at some other student accommodation and they never had any issues. So I think you're you're very much fine with the with the secure options that you go for, like the cruise and, and other options. Sounds good. Sounds like you have all the little kind of amenities that you need nice and close. How about you, George? Um, Could you tell us a few words about your accommodation? Yeah, sure. So I live currently in the cruise accommodation in Toulouse in um, one of the, I think it's relatively new because they're still building some parts of it. So nice new little accommodation. I applied quite in advance for it because I heard that cruise spots can fill up quite quickly. So I applied, I think, in May. And then I hit her back relatively quickly. And since I'm living in Toulouse, I used the toolbox to apply. So I had that little package, which was very helpful, kind of sorted out everything for me. But if you don't have one of those, I'm fairly sure if you Google cruise followed by your uni city, like cruise Paris, cruise Toulouse, then it will show you all the accommodation you can get in that city. Uh, there, there are a couple of different types, like you can have uh, T1, which is a studio, a T2, which is like a one bed. Um, that's also something slightly different for the French system of finding property. They usually start with T to show the number of rooms. Um, yeah, so far it's nice. Uh, quick Wi-Fi, little kind of courtyard area outside. Um, but yeah, nice, um, nice area. I like it. Sounds great. Thank you very much, George, for sharing. Asia, any recommendations on how to find an accommodation? The accommodation situation in France can uh, really differ depending on uh, where you're going to live. Um, the situation can be a little bit tense if you're going to be in a big city because there's a lot of people that are looking for accommodation during the summer. 
So my first advice would be that if you have a tight budget, it would be to start looking for accommodation around end of June, beginning of July, especially for big city. If you're like in a small city, it's not like you don't have to look that much earlier, but it's just that it's more tense in big city, of course. The, the situation that we face a lot during the summer is to, um, all the scams situation. So I would say to avoid all scams, try to come visit the place uh, with a landlord or realtor and do not pay in advance to secure the place. Uh, most of the time, if you pay in advance, it is a scam and uh, it's very, very difficult to um, get an action with the court to like punish all the scammers. So don't do that. And yeah, try to look on the some useful website like uh, you have Locavis, uh, which is the website uh, created by the Cruz. So it's not necessarily uh, Cruz accommodation. It can be like um, private accommodation uh, there. It can be flatches or studios, T1, T2. Um, you have also Le Bon Coin, uh, which gathers well like uh, private and public accommodation and Sologé. That would be like the three websites uh, very useful to find some accommodation. Can students get um, a financial help for their accommodation? Yes. Um, so there's this institution called CAF, C-A-F. You can have many uh, financial support through the CAF. Uh, for example, the housing benefits. So all the international students uh, you have the same rights as a French student to get housing benefits. So um, the key advice is to start applying for, for the housing benefits as soon as you, uh, you sign the contract. So your rights can start as at the same time as your contract. It's calculating um, on your the, the amount of rent you're paying, um, the surface of your accommodation, if it's furnished or not, all the resources or like your resources and also the parents' resources, even though they might be in a foreign country. It's very important to declare everything when you ask for housing benefits. And it can depend on the situation. So it can be also calculated if you live alone or in a flat share, uh, if you live um, with your partner or not, uh, if you have a scholarship, a French scholarship uh, or not. So you don't really know how much you get but at the end, it, it can be really, really useful. It can be around 100 to 200 euros, except for the flat shares. Most of the time, it's like 95 euros um, because CAF is, is thinking that in flat share, you show all the expenses, so they don't give a lot of money. But yeah, you can ask for, for uh, the APM, the aide au logement, uh, which is the housing benefits. It, it could be really, really helpful to, to get it to pay your rent. That's very useful. And for students who need a guarantor in France, do not forget that you can apply for the Visal Guarantee, which is a no-cost solution uh, for the issue of rental deposit in France. This alternative is for French students, but also for international students. How about opening a bank account? Do you guys think it is necessary to do so in France? Uh, yeah, so I think it just makes it a lot easier when you're paying and receiving money in France to be using it with an account that is sort of based in France and is in a euro currency. Um, also, if you're receiving like any money from like a part time job or like a scholarship, a French scholarship or one based in euros, just easier to have it more local, especially if you had to like, I don't know, 
dive back to Lloyd's in London because you needed to do something in person. Just easier to avoid that. Um, yeah, I think they're good. I think also I do agree with George, um, but making sure that you have absolutely the correct uh, type of bank card for you or you, your situation, really. Uh, making sure you've got like a student account and not like the premium, um, which was my case. I did sign up for a student account, but there was some errors and I had to cancel it later on. So I think just making sure that everyone's on the same page um, and that you're not going to be, you know, charged where you shouldn't be. Um, I think it's also important to know that there are other alternatives as well. So there are lots of online bank accounts. Um, I know that I was using Revolut for online bank transfers. So between my British banks, well, when I was paying my foyer, actually, I was using Revolut. Um, and for everyday spending, I was using Starling. So another free online bank account, um, which are just, you know, other easy options if perhaps you don't want to sign up to a French bank account. Um, there should be an option for you. I would add on this, like, for example, because I just talked about CAF, um, you cannot get CAF, uh, the housing benefits, if you don't have at least uh, an EU bank account, since uh, the UK uh, is out of the EU, um, the CAF will not accept a British bank account. So it's really important to have at least a European bank account. Like, for example, Revolut's not French, but it's European at least, and it is accepted to, to get the housing benefits. And just to uh, rebound on what uh, Sophie just said, uh, when you try to find like the, um, the offer that will suit you the most because you want like free transfers, you want an international option, try to read the little line because sometimes it can be a little bit tricky and you might be signing for something you didn't want at first and it can grant some fees. So really read attentively all the contracts before signing. Uh, because some banks can be really difficult when you want to to resign your contract. Uh, and also uh, about the bank account, because you're an international student, you will need to have your visa. The, the bank will, will, uh, will ask for an ID, but also to see uh, if you're allowed to stay in France. You will need a proof of residence less than three months. It can be the housing contract or the water bill or electricity bill. And yeah, and if you show your school certificate or your school admission, normally, automatically, you'll get the student discount. So it's very important to show at least the uni admission, because sometimes um, being less than 25 and being a student is two different type of contracts and you don't have the same advantage. Yes, indeed. And as Asia mentioned, it's really important to read the contract. And if you do not understand everything in French, do not hesitate to ask for help from a French speaker or any any person from the university. How about the phone? Which telephone subscription do you guys recommend? So I was using a telephone provider called Free um, in France. Uh, they provided me with a SIM card and a French telephone number. You could even choose your telephone numbers. You had some options, so whatever one you liked the look of. Um, and that was very straightforward to cancel, um, not too expensive either. So I think I was just paying on a monthly basis. Um, very standard, and I think it did the job. Um, but just make sure when you want to cancel your contract, when you finished your mobility, to send um, a written 
or a, a physical letter to the telephone company um, because they take that as a formal sign that you want to finish your contract because once you go back to England or back to your country, it can get a bit tricky trying to liaise with them. So just make sure you sort that out before you finish um, your mobility. And then I got a like short-term temporary send through Toolbox. I think it was with SFR uh, when I first got here, just so I'd have, like, because I, you know, first time living in Toulouse, so I'd have internet so I can get around and use maps and everything like that without worrying about roaming charges. And then I got a more permanent contract with Orange. I think they were just the biggest provider in the area. So that's how I chose them. But I did find that um, compared to the prices in England, like mobile data is a little bit cheaper, not massively, but like I was expecting the contracts to be like 30 euros a month and it's like 17. So it's pretty good. Nice little, nice surprise when things are cheaper than you think they're going to be. Of course, it's way better when it goes that way. Asya, do you have any recommendations? Having a French number is, is quite important because uh, many administrations will ask to have a French number so they can call you back. Um, most of our operators now have a low, um, a low cost contract. So just try to find the cheapest contract, uh, but also suits what you what do you want, like free calls, um, free data, uh, unlimited text messages. Um, it's very easy to find a phone contract now. Um, but yeah, it's very important to kind of uh, a French number. Um, you can also keep your your British phone number if you want to, but most of the time it would not be accepted if uh, for all the paperwork in France. Very interesting. And overall, talking about your experience in France, Sophie and George, what was the main difficulty you faced when you arrived and how did you overcome it? Uh, so for me, to set up my bank account, I needed to have a French phone number, but to get a contract with a French phone company, I needed to have an RIB number from a French bank. So it was kind of a, a catch-22 for me on that one. But luckily, I had the temporary SIM, so I used the temporary SIM to set up the account and then switched it to the permanent one afterwards. Bit of a roundabout way of doing it, but it worked out in the end. Oh, and it, it's slightly um, new. But if you want to keep your home number, some phones can have eSIMs now. So I've still got my English SIM in my phone, but I have like an electric SIM for my French SIM. So I don't have to switch the numbers around all the time. Just makes it easier if you're going back and forth. Yeah. That's really interesting because I didn't actually know that was an option for the eSIM when I was in um, France. But um, I'll look into that for my second mobility. Um, I think for me, one of the biggest difficulties, I think just being in a foreign city um, and, you know, just the new environment and really just acclimatizing, it was a bit of a shock at first. I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was incredible. But I think that initial move, it's the culture shock, um, as most people would say. Um, so I think just overcoming that is, you know, making trying to make friends at first and you know that can you know be a bit daunting but really just throwing yourself in there I think also um an issue that not many people tend to talk about is just managing your funds because being in a city obviously prices are quite expensive and 
if you are trying to make friends, you're going out a lot more and you're trying to experience the city. Um, but there is obviously there are costs that accompany that. Um, and when you're so caught up in it, you don't really realize your expenditure. So I think definitely just keeping tabs on what you're spending and making more sustainable choices here and there just to make sure that you're um, you've got yourself in mind and you're not just spending frivolously and you can just keep tabs on everything and probably also um, trying to look into part-time jobs if that's an option for you alongside your studies um, just to manage your funds and if you want to support that um, I definitely think you know there's always babysitting options or waitressing um, if that's something that you're interested in um, but I think just keeping an eye out for for your funds and and yourself above all I think mental and physical health is very important you're absolutely right, Sophie. And about health, it is important to remember that if you are staying in France for a long time, it is important to register with the Assurance Maladie in order to get the carte vitale so that you have an automatic reimbursement of your health costs. If you are in France only for a short period of time, the GE card could be enough, bearing in mind that you need to keep the receipt from your medical appointments and claim the refund when you return to the UK. We also recommend to have a complementary insurance. And what advice would you give to someone who just arrived in France? Well, I think just sort of the things that I mentioned, so really throwing yourself into the social scene, so both in the city, city life and at university, so in different um, groups and societies, even just group projects. So. You know, if you're enrolled in a group project in one of your classes, just really making the most of it and getting to know the people um, that you've been assigned to work with. It just makes all that little bit of a difference, I think. Um, and um, yeah, so just really putting yourself out there and making a French with your uh, language as well. So trying to really engage with the French, um, I think it will be really receptive and really positively received. And um, the fact that you're making that effort as opposed to just, you know, even if you're a bit, a bit nervous and just speaking English, just really trying to make that effort. Um, and I think most importantly, getting to know your neighborhood. So um, where you're staying, so you know the bars and cafes around you, you know if you've got libraries, because I think it's just nice to have that sort of safe space and knowing what's on your doorstep really, really helps. Same, same as what Sophie said, um, you know, you get what you put in, so try and engage as much as possible. You know, if you're sitting in your accommodation, watching Netflix all the time, you know, you're not making the most of being in a new country. You know, it might be a little bit scary, but go out and try and experience the new place um, and definitely arrive a bit earlier. I think like Sophie and Essie has both said, try and find out where everything is. You know, your supermarket, your university, you know, actually know where it is in relation to your accommodation. Uh, and, you know, I don't speak French very well, but don't be shy of speaking it. You know, no one's told me to stop talking to them yet. You know, that people usually appreciate the effort, even if you can't carry the whole conversation. Uh, and it's all good practice. So, you know, just throw yourself into it. Yeah. So just to add to George's point, I think um, one of the advantages of staying in a foyer was that there were also social events organised um, for all of the residents. So there were sort of movie nights, um, uh, little drinks nights um, and that also allowed you to meet people within your residence as well 
um, and they were very inclusive and such a great way to meet new people. So just, you know, on the social front, um, I could, yeah, just another reason why I really enjoyed personally staying in a foyer, um, if that's an option that you're you're considering. Um, like you guys said, it's very important to try to engage with French people. Um, even if you don't speak French or you have like some basic French with a little accent, like if you show interest just about like the local culture or French culture in general, um, French people will be very, very welcome to, to show you around, just to show you some of your dresses. And if you speak French, Uh, French people can speak very, very fast, and we speak with a lot of slang, but no worry about. You can just ask to speak a little bit slower, or just you can try to start learning the, the slang of the city, or just like French learning in, in general. So um, don't be afraid to ask for help, and French people will be more than welcome to, to show you around, show you the culture. Just try to engage the most. It will be very appreciated by by French people. Also, uh, because we talk about uh, a lot about uh, administration, French administration asks for a lot of paper, but don't be stressed about it. Just go with the flow. Let's say it's part of the like the the French charm, the French thing. <laughs> French administration can be quite like tiring, but you you get it. Don't worry. Yes, the visa being already done, that's already a huge part, I think, also for the British people. I'm very curious to know which slang George and Sophie all have to share in a year after the mobility. So with all this information, we hope to have been useful to students preparing their mobility or students who just arrived in France. A warm thank you to Sophie, George and Asia for their experience sharing and expertise. That was Campus France United Kingdom and see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.